Lesson 64. Hello again. Like a lot of you out there, I'm finding myself using my smartphone camera more and more as time goes on, and for good reason. Besides being convenient and virtually ever-present whenever you need to take a shot, the cameras in many of today's smartphones produce high-quality, high-resolution images that can rival a lot of standalone cameras out there. As time goes by, I've found more and more uses for my iPhone camera at work and play, and know that I can always rely on it to give me crisp images whenever an occasion comes along. I've picked up a few apps to enhance my iPhone camera experience over the years, but have resisted the urge to purchase accessory lenses for the thing, until recently. When I saw an ad for what Cult of Mac calls the ultimate iPhone lens kit for just 69 bucks, I couldn't resist. The kit includes six lenses and everything else you see here, including front and rear lens caps, a mini tripod and tripod adapter, a lens wallet, and a hardback case for some of the lenses. The purpose of this podcast is to put these lenses to the test and determine if this kit was even worth buying. The first thing I did was attach the self-adhesive metal ring over the lens on the back. This allows quick attachment and removal of some of the lenses in the kit. The lenses included in the kit are an 8-power telephoto lens, a 2-power telephoto lens, a fisheye lens, a macro lens, a wide-angle lens, and a really nifty 60-power microscope. Once the metal ring is attached, you can attach a lens as quickly as this. The lenses that attach this way are the wide-angle, fisheye, two-power telephoto, and macro. To attach the eight-power telephoto lens or microscope to the camera, you have to slip the phone into the plastic case provided. The case has a threaded mount that allows you to screw the lens on with just a few turns. Here's a good look at the eight-power telephoto lens, which also has a focusing ring built into it. One thing I found handy about this lens is that you can hold on to it to help study the camera while shooting over long distances. The microscope also screws on, although you need to take care to be sure it's on tightly by pulling out the extension tube and tightening it down. The microscope even has a battery-powered light source, and you can choose between a regular LED or ultraviolet light by means of a slide switch. In order to use a tripod, you have to first attach the tripod adapter to the camera. This is done by simply pulling one side of the adapter out and slipping your camera on. I ran into a little snag the first time I tried to attach the mini tripod to the adapter. The screw broke. I'm still able to attach the tripod here with a small remaining piece of screw, but I had to remove the thumb wheel to do it. Okay, so we know the tripod is cheaply made. I would never have used it anyway. So now on with the testing. I'll begin by trying out the macro lens included in the kit. What you see here is one of my Fender guitar picks. The first thing I did was get as close as I could with my built-in camera lens and take a close-up shot. I'm actually not quite in focus here, but this is about as big as I can make it with the standard lens. Now I'll try a shot with the macro lens included in the kit. Before doing this, I must explain that the wide-angle lens is actually a stacked combination lens, including the macro lens. So here I'm unscrewing the outer lens and then attaching the resulting macro lens to the camera. And here's the shot I got. As you can see, the pick is magnified considerably, for the most part very sharp, except around the edges. I must say that I'm impressed with this lens. Now on to the microscope lens. This lens is designed to lay directly against whatever you're photographing, so it has its limitations. 
There is, however, an adjustable extension tube you can expand and retract that gives you a little latitude in your focal length. And like a microscope, the image has a circular format. But as I check out how close I can get here on this tiny guitar pick, not only am I able to get barely a couple of letters in the shot, I can't even get all that minuscule palm tree in. As I switch on the built-in LED source to see if that makes any difference, I really don't see any except for the color shift. I suppose the light could come in handy when the light level's low, however. I can see a lot of uses for this lens, and I have to admit I'm impressed with the results. I'm beginning to think that this outfit could be a winner. A couple of weeks ago, we took our granddaughters to the Franklin Park Conservatory, so I took my kit along for more testing. I was really anxious to try out the fisheye lens, and here are a bunch of shots I took. One thing I immediately noticed was that most of the scenes are blurry around the edges, while the very center was in pretty good focus. This was a bit disappointing, to say the least. I did find that close-ups, like this portrait of Joanna, were fairly acceptable, and the distortion makes for a funny photo. At one point, I realized that the vignetting looked off-center along the edges, suggesting that the lens may not be centered over the magnetic mounting. After a little tweaking, I was able to even it out, but I still had blurriness issues outside of the center. My final judgment for the fisheye lens? Okay for fun shots, but that's about the extent of it. My final test was with the 8-power telephoto lens. My high school's basketball team played in the state finals, so I took this lens along to give it a spin. As was the case with the fisheye lens, there were serious crispness issues around the edges especially, and vignetting in the corners. On the other hand, it was nice to be able to pull in distant scenes without having to zoom in with my fingers on the iPhone screen for those long shots. The overall magnification factor was considerably greater as well. This lens did pretty decent for close-up action shots that I would otherwise have missed from the nosebleed section of the arena where I was sitting. I found that pre-composing the backboard and focusing in advance while waiting for the action to come into view was a pretty effective way to capture the action. I'll give the 8-power telephoto lens a B-, which isn't bad. As we all know, nothing's going to beat a tripod-mounted DSLR with a long lens for sports shots anyway. So there you have it. Based on my testings, which are anything but scientific, I'll give this whole lens kit a solid B. I feel it's well worth the price just for the macro lens and microscope, which performed admirably. The other lenses I could live without, but will still use on occasion, especially the 8-power telephoto whenever I'm in need of a long lens and don't have my DSLR handy. I'm pretty sure that all of these lenses are made of plastic instead of glass, which would account for all of the flaws. But for 69 bucks, what would you expect? Well, that's about it for this lesson. My how-to slash coffee table book, The Story Behind the Images, is finally available as an ebook. It'll go on sale officially on May 2nd, and it's only going to cost $2.99. It's available now for pre-order for Nook users at barnesandnoble.com, iPad, iPod, and iPhone users at the iBook store, and Kindle users at amazon.com. You can download a free sample of the book now at the link included in this podcast, or by going to scottwittenberg.com. Thanks in advance for supporting my writing adventures. Until next time, goodbye.